Hello. This is Rough Cuts episode. We know. My name is Tanner. I'm Dustin still. Great. So glad to be back with you, my oh, friend. Thanks. It's been uh, it's been like almost three months. So uh, it's been like a week. Um, it's, it's nice to get back. I feel <laughs> like I don't really. You seem like a changed man. Me or you? Uh, you, because of all the adventures that you've had in the last three months. Which oh, is, fair enough. Like you've changed a lot more than I have. <laughs> to be fair, changed so much. <laughs> yeah, man. No, I'm feeling great. Life's going on. That's good. Yeah, that's so good. I'm glad that you feel great, dude. Yeah, I'm glad that you feel great, dude. I feel so great. <laughs> like, it's just getting better. Until just the next podcast, where I'm going to be like, oh, that was the worst God day. It's going to be funny to hear that, actually, to hear, like, the moods. I think we've talked about this, but just hearing the moods. Like, shift over time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you just get such a big chunk, and you are, you know, feelings change pretty yeah, slowly yeah. and stuff. Maybe we'll just, like, delete the first, like, 12 episodes and just start here. <laughs> <laughs> well, we, got, we got enough. <laughs> Just get the negative energy out of the fucking space. Yeah, I wonder how that was. No, it's fine. I mean, we're always having fun regardless. True. Just like a, you bring different energy to it when uh, you like when that kind of like subconscious emotional baggage is like weighing you down. Totally. And the other way too. Yeah. How do you feel about like three people on the podcast? In the future, coming soon to your Spotify playlist. <laughs> coming soon to a podcast that you're listening to <laughs> near you on Spotify. <laughs> In your pocket. Coming soon to your pocket. What's the you'll hit when it is coming up? Huh? On those episodes. Speaking of like how that, uh, like the, uh, there's a certain like, do you ever like, oh, I think we might, we might have covered this too, but how one-on-one is so much better than, or for me, than hanging out with the whole group because you kind of all cater to the room. Yeah, yeah, we definitely talked about it. Um, I mean, it's a different energy regardless. We talk about different things, which is nice too. Um the conversation i think flows a little more naturally just because there's a lot more With things three? that can be said true yeah that's yeah. so true at the same um, time but you, you do, you're less specific in those topics yeah. i find yeah yeah because totally. you're always bouncing from one thing to the next totally um and maybe that's just like our inexperience but i feel like that's pretty that's what kind of happens in life too actually of course you ever like you know when you're kind of really Polite having a conversation with um, a group or even with somebody and you like kind of hold your tongue or what your point is just so that you can, you know, let them get everything across. Dude, that's like, that's my vibe. Yeah. yeah I do yeah. that on one-on-ones. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's kind of funny. It's funny. I feel like only when there's three people do you... No, that's also not true. But I find definitely a lot more frequently when there's three people, the... Uh, topic that you're waiting to talk about sometimes will just not ever get said like at all yeah like it's just moved on yeah i completely feel that yeah which is which is fine it's just like uh um it's kind of like a like a show of the concept that we're talking about yeah you know, just like being patient and if it doesn't show up just move on like go with the flow kind of thing uh yeah yeah but it's it's like uh it's a uh, kind of like uh, i don't know the word but it like <clears throat> demonstrates what having a conversation with three people is like very well Right, right. And it's a lot different when there's literally mics in your face and, like, you don't want to cloud the fucking audio. You feeling better about that? I feel like the mic is, like, hardly... I don't even think about it much anymore, which is what... Oh, yeah, I'm fine. People say. I don't know if I was ever super conscious about the mic. Oh, yeah. I guess maybe your schooling and stuff helped. Yeah, I mean, I've been in front of a mic before, for sure. And I'm. I, this is less of a performer... Kind of thing. Yeah. Because, like, when you're, like, about to, like, mode. sing a song or something like that, and you got, like, a metronome going, like, okay, you got four beats, and then you're in, and it better yeah. be fucking good or re- retaking everything. You're like... <gasps> yeah, yeah. <laughs> 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 there was so good. It was nothing. It's easy mode for you. 
Um, so yeah. Though I can just talk, hold a mic to my face, whatever, you know. Just fucking deal with it. We're fine. Especially because they're <laughs> <laughs> We're not sorry. We're not redoing fucking takes. <laughs> on this shit. So badly. That would take so much effort. Uh-huh. We had to make <laughs> We had to make multiple takes for a conversation. <laughs> Fuck. Shit, sorry. Drop, I, I dropped it. Bitch! Um, so yeah, so if I can just talk, hold a mic to my face, whatever, you know, just fucking deal with it. We're fine. Especially because, uh, yeah, like, they're, we're not fucking redoing fucking takes on this shit. That, that takes so much fucking effort. We had multiple takes for a conversation. <laughs> that would suck. <laughs> that would fucking suck. We'd be here forever. Wow. Like, let's use, let's, let's use the second version of the podcast. That <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Literally, like, double the podcast. Yeah, and start, like, splicing halfway through the conversation kind of thing. Like, I like the first half of this one better, and maybe we'll, we'll splice a little bit of the third in for the second half. So, sorry, my mom texted me. What did you say? Found engineer edits podcast. <laughs> for no reason. It was, like, stupid perfectionism kind of shit. <laughs> so, it feels so unnatural. Yeah, I think I am getting better at, like, the perfectionism point of it, like... Editing, like letting it go like editing less you know oh, what yeah, i mean yeah, like yeah. just letting the conversation flow and and like not worrying about small little things mm -hmm. uh, the main issues at the beginning were like all the audio bumps and like artifacts that were coming from like just like the sound or My like beard yeah you're rubbing the fucking mic against your beard i totally just did that <laughs> just now by the way so, oh thanks appreciate know, that hear that ah there you go now it's easy to find <laughs> you said you're gonna shave your head are you planning to shave your beard as well I don't, I feel like that's too much, but at the same time, oh, just go it's fucking too much? all natural. I think I would. Yeah, if I was. I guess this one. is more all natural at this point. You know what? Me? Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you currently. Oh, that's interesting. What's more natural, shaving or not? You you should uh wait until we get the cameras, and then shave it. Oh sure sure see, yeah, yeah. See the so we get like a before and after. By the way, cameras incoming. <laughs> you, what? Cameras oh, your incoming. Your phone. Yeah. Well, yeah, and we all already have a video camera, yeah, but I want which two would, fucking angles. Definition be not incoming. <laughs> they are incoming. It's arrived. Well, the phone hasn't. Wait, that's why I specifically asked <laughs> for the phone. Yeah. <laughs> Did you bring that sweater? What fucking sweater? Oh. Whoops. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Completely forgot. And I saw it like three times, and I was like, I'm gonna remember that. <laughs> what sweater? Whoops. Oh, boy, I didn't even say anything. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we'll figure it out. You're you're at my whim now. Just like I'm waiting for you to send me a fucking picture of that outlet. Oh fuck. Jesus yeah. fuck, dude. It's been like two months. <laughs> you gotta like dial in. You gotta text me. You know you have. Um, I was gonna say text mm -hmm. me like when I'm there in the room, but you have. No, you, but you like it's funny. That's like I literally have. Like, that's ridiculous to ask for, and you've already done that. <laughs> 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 and it still hasn't helped. <laughs> the context of the story: I have, we have a spare TV that we just lost the plug for and never used it. And I uh, uh, promised when your roommate came over. And um, I was like, give us that TV. Why well, you just have a fucking extra 55-inch TV lying around? <laughs> you already have two TVs, and there's a third 55. Give me that TV, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, we lost the cord. And he's like, I could get the cord. I'm like, get the cord then, man. Fucking do it. Like, don't fucking shit on me for not being too lazy, which I am, to go on Amazon and look for it. You do it. And then he didn't. 
And I was because you were high on fucking drugs, dude. Yeah. Fair. <laughs> an insane request to be so stingy about um yeah especially after you volunteered well because he was just such a like he, well he was an annie about it <laughs> honestly such a dick but it was all in good fun but he was just like i can't believe you haven't fucking gotten the tour and i'm like do it then do it right now do it right fucking now then <laughs> he was just fucking on at me for like 10 minutes <laughs> i took great satisfaction in him not doing it mm-hmm. but you know you, you're you have a fair point and then you graciously asked to do it, and I know that you would find it in two fucking seconds. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's been two months since I'm making I guess you just gotta come over. Um, I mean, you could solve it, right? You could. I could come over. You're so far away. One sky you train, haven't had any parties because you're dealing with other ride. shit. One sky train ride. That's all it takes. Except for you. I'm just saying it's an option, right? Like, you don't have to put it all on me. <laughs> Even though it would be so much less on you (laughs) well you're the one that wants the tv in the end though right like i don't don't fucking try and blackmail intimidate me with this bullshit i'm just saying that's the facts this is extortion bitch how much do you think i care about this friendship (laughs) (laughs) my guess is a lot (laughs) yeah how much you care about that tv <laughs> Slightly less. <laughs> <laughs> and here we are. <laughs> there's a third danger in rivers. There's sinking, there's swimming, and there's staying exactly where you are. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Which you would which is not swimming. That's like standing. Standing water. Mm-hmm. I'm um I'm just, just sort of happy to be I'm happy that there's a waterfall that I'm moving towards <laughs> so I can more uh, abruptly decide <laughs> right. that the urgency has been forced onto me. Which is great. So great. We should, you should, everybody should do that all the time. Just start lighting fires around your house. Yeah. yeah. I was thinking of uh, going back to live. So I know before the pandemic starts, started that was like kind of the goal and then the pandemic hit and i was like well we're not really doing this thing anymore we can't really hire more people when we're laying others off i was like okay i guess i'll go back to the hardware store <laughs> you should do it dude you should go to live you should just go to live then yeah yeah and i'm been considering that more in the past like week or what so what would it take you to do it what do you got what do you, what's the steps you got to take I got to email a couple people. <laughs> <laughs> hey, congratulations. <laughs> Would you like me to set a fire in your house? <laughs> but yeah, that concept is interesting, though, about like the concept of uh, of, of comfortability, of, of not moving on. I feel like it's an easy trap. It yes. was for me. But there's also like the situation where like live sound comes with its own baggage. Oh, 100%. So, Everything like, live sound, that. the baggage I'm seeing there is the work hours, mm-hmm. which much worse than what I'm currently doing here. Right. Right? So, right my, right now, is 8.30 to 5 every day. That's fucking, like, maybe, like, the days that I have off are a little inconsistent, but that's when I am working, I know I'm going to be off at 5, which means I can schedule podcasts, I can schedule band practice, I can schedule, like, meeting people and everything else. But live sound is very sporadic when a fucking show is going to happen. Mm-hmm. And when it does happen, more than likely, I'm going to be there until 2 a.m. in the morning. Right. Right? So do you feel and like you just... come up? Well, I, I worry that I can't keep up with hours like that when I'm trying to schedule the shit in. Yeah, schedule yeah. other shit in. I guess you got the, the skill then, I suppose, that would be part of, say, your job description, would be how to... Uh, how, uh, 
adaptability, schedule adaptability. Yes. Yeah, like, for sure, for really, sure. Because at the end of the day, that's really just about shifting like your mind around. Of course, and I, and I can always say like I need like Wednesday, Thursday off or whatever. Yeah, which I think is it's harder though. I think that's like harder than people give it credit for. Right, but it's also like I then have to give up like weekends, pretty yeah. much, mm-hmm. pretty much altogether. I have to give up weekends. Well, I mean, but at the same time, which you is cre- unfortunate, you create like a Monday, Tuesday weekend or something. Right, but most people are off on the weekend. Uh, yeah, you know what I mean, fair. like that's like fair. the the yeah, yeah. fucking young party life, blah blah that's blah blah true. blah. You know, I'm having fun, and I don't want to stop having fun on the yeah weekend. yeah. No, you know what I mean, that's all totally fair, and you know it doesn't I mean? it doesn't matter to a degree what those things are. It's like you kind of have your own little contracts and terms, like exactly. in, in your life with each, and there's a list. There's a pro and cons list. Yeah, that have that have values attached to each of them. Yeah, yeah, and I know I'd have a lot of fun in live. It would help me immensely in other aspects of my life. It's just like, what am I willing to give up? And that's kind of like, that's what's stopping me from making those emails because I'm not sure how willing I am currently to move on to that specific job kind of yeah, thing. That's fair. Because I more or less know I could get the job there. It's just whether I'm really willing to do it and I don't want to burn my bridges before I'm I'm in that state. I think it's, um I think it's that. So, okay. A lot of things to say. Um it feels like that's the most dictated now by not what you want to do more, but what you want to do the least. Uh, so it's like the hating of the retail has to be greater than the sacrifices made. Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, and and because I am, like, regardless of Isaac or not, I think I am the most valuable person in that store at the moment, aside from Marlon. Mm-hmm. Um, whatever... Uh, hate I do gain from customers or whatever <laughs> I'm still pretty secure mm-hmm. to be fair yeah uh, which is a good feeling a very good feeling sure <laughs> better than being on the stage at 2am fucking yeah. but I mean life sound is so much fucking fun even if you're even if you're working 12 hour shifts it's so much fun dude you should just you should do it god so that that does that blocker right that like Almost see I watched I watched your face light up as you were talking about it as you were talking about doing those live shows And then I and then the butt came And, <laughs> and then your, your eye turned inward. Yeah, um, and you're like, but this is the safe and secure thing And um, how do you feel about how many people do you have in that scene around you talking about that live those two guys emailing that you're The live I don't know anyone currently doing it how about the and who do you have to email to get that going? Uh, some old like teachers of mine. It was one of them. I was very close with and basically literally offered me the job before I was even out of school. Basically, I didn't realize that was. Is it really that close for you? You can just be like, bam, do it. So what would you be giving up? What would the start of that look like? Like, you, are you getting paid? I feel like money. It all I comes down. I would be getting paid at least twenty dollars an hour, Whoa. which is pretty much what I'm making here. Huh. Pretty like consistently, like the. Uh, That's the minimum. And it's basically what you're doing. So, like, at the beginning, regardless of what experience I have, they would put me on wrapping cables and just, like, setting up kind of thing mm-hmm. and tearing down. Just fine. I've done that plenty. And then, like, the more they trust me, they would start doing, like, mixing and stuff like that. And it would go to, like, 25, 30 and above kind of thing, depending on the stage we're working at, who we're working for. So cool. So more, like, into the sound engineering stuff. Yeah. Which is more beneficial for me. That's fucking great. I'm not going to lie to you. I'm kind of like having trouble like being like, oh, I kind of get it. I get what you're like, Okay, let's see. You went to school to develop a skill and you have the yeah. connections you But need. that technically is not what I went to school for. Oh. I didn't go to school for live. I just have no, experience not, not, in life before I went to that school. Right. But also the skills that you have at school, I have to imagine, help out immensely with the later part. Uh, yeah, it is different though. It is different. Like mixing for a live sound, live stage versus mixing for a studio album is right. completely different. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. 
Yeah, different like on the fly um, skills. Yeah, yeah. And I, I've mixed for live sound, but I don't have like the um I don't have like the educational training on it. To uh, do it so quickly. To do so. it quickly and efficiently and we can even say properly. Sure. It's it was more of a learn like figure it out as you're going on kind of thing. That's, yeah, again, still sounding like an amazing journey. <laughs> like you get to wow, you get to expand. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, room for expansion that comes from with pay increases. So what's the big hold? The hold is is giving up those nights, the weekends. So not like not even specifically the weekends, but it's like um, I learned when I was in high school working a retail job for my father that I really value consistency in a job. And it can be hectic, picked, but I need and to. You have, picked music. <laughs> uh, yes, yes, but if presumably if I was doing that full time, I would I would like kind of figure that out, and I would much rather be doing like producing and stuff like that. Right. I'd have no issue giving up my weekend for producing, but I do have somewhat of an issue giving it up for live. Why is it different? Because it's not necessarily like however far I enjoy live, I enjoy producing, mixing, all that other shit more. Right, and so the value of that is is, is greater, even and it's greater it's than, literally what I've spent my time doing. Even greater than nights. Exactly, I would have no issue giving up my weekend to go like perform somewhere. Right, far far harder to do though. Uh, yes. Yeah, because basically yeah. live is you basically prepping for those guys, right? Like. Yeah, and and helping them during it. Right. More or less being a background where um, exactly, you but that's be. where that's where like. The jobs are kind yeah, of like yeah. those musicians that aren't getting paid. You still are, <laughs> yeah, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah, you're supporting the musicians. Um, what was your question again? <laughs> oh, just oh, oh, like what's the hold? What's up? the hold? Yeah. Oh, it's just uh, yeah. It's still not necessarily what I want to be doing. It's closer though. Yeah, and it's that like closer to yeah. home feeling that is the benefit. But it's that consistency yeah. that I knew I value because I would literally like be drunk. In the middle of an all-nighter, and I'd get a call and be like, hey, someone called in sick. You have to work tomorrow. And I'd be like, well, I'm not sleeping the next three hours just to wake up like feeling like shit. I guess I'm staying up all night sure, or whatever. And that happened so many times that I was like, I was really at the point where I like, if I'm going to work a job like this, I want to know the days I have off. I want to know the time I have off so I can schedule those time with my friends, the time with like bandmates or, or like... If I'm trying to do something on the side, side hustle, stuff like that, I want to know when that time is going to be there for me to have so I can schedule accordingly. Accordingly. I wonder if you can't, uh, I wonder if it's different, do you think it might be any different now? Because you're basing this all on the experience that you had before in high school, and mm -hmm. now you're in a different province, and you know, you have different teachers. I am, but the situation is more or less still the same. Yeah, do you think though? Do you I know have that? this consistently in a job, consistency in a job, and I value that because now I can schedule Wednesdays for podcasts, Thursdays oh, yeah, for yeah. band. Oh yeah, no, practice. I know that. But I meant like, do you think the live scene here will be exactly the same? Yes. Do you know that for sure? Yes. All right. It's still like live is as sporadic as it gets all over the fucking world. Yeah, no, that's fair enough. I just uh, that was an earnest question. <laughs> of course, of course. Because uh, I don't know. Mm -hmm. That's kind of cool. Yeah, so, like, you know, it's something I'm considering, something I still have to, like, think inwardly about and, and like, really understand what I would be giving oh. up if I did make that move. Now's the time, Wilson, to go to live. <laughs> so that That's another thing, like, pursue. whatever happens with you and I, like, might not be necessarily regardless. Like, would I be... And that's the thing of, like, burning your bridges. Like, I think we talked about this earlier about, like, pyramid schemes. 
And like one of the main reasons you shouldn't get into them, not necessarily because it's bad or unethical or whatever, is that like you're using your own social capital when for someone else, basically. Mm -hmm. So like these like door to door or like go tell your friends to sell this stuff for us and like you'll make some money, blah, 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 blah. But the issue is that you're using that social capital up. I remember this. That was a really cool concept. You're basically uh, slicing off pieces of your social. Exactly. You, you are now selling to your friends and your family some bullshit whether it's a good product or not but very often for pyramid schemes or whatever you want to call it mediocre product at best exactly so now the next time you come with your own product something that you've worked hard on something it's that solely benefits you you've now burned those bridges potentially then you can't sell them your, your own product exactly because they don't, they're like Fuck, not this guy again. Exactly. Yeah, that's social capital. That's such an interesting concept. Yeah, actually. I forget where I started. <laughs> you ever like run into those guys and they kind of have a conversation with you and you kind of realize you're not really ready to have it yet and you recognize that and you're like, oh man, maybe I'll see you in a couple months. So that's the difference between you and me. We don't really, I don't really have conversations with random people. Oh. <laughs> I don't get those like really cool, interesting conversations. That's just not like my personality yet. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I guess it's it's funny to think of you as a listener because I always, or like as a quiet, as the quiet one. Yeah, because like I generally am, believe it or not, probably don't believe it. <laughs> and uh, you are the quiet one. You're yeah, right. usually in like my friend group, um, are like, and that's changing though. You know, it's definitely changing. Yeah. Um, but you've been changing. Yeah, me, me but since also, before this, since before this, oh, you've yeah. been changing. Yeah, yeah, I've been getting louder, but also my friends have been getting quieter. Which is interesting, but it, like, and they're not necessarily one for one. Like, it's both those things happening. No, it's just that dynamic shifts over time. Yeah, as people grow. Yeah, but it, yeah, but it's kind of like happening separately, right? At the same time. Uh-huh. It's interesting. <laughs> oh, oh, people that you meet that you're not necessarily ready the conversation for. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm just at a point where it's all kind of coming together, and it's all. Do you ever have those concepts uh, where you think about uh, whether it be like in a relationship or? just like a big life event or whatever. And it's like, there's just a lot of things that are kind of piling up and maybe getting hard or even a lot of things that are good. And it just feels like a really overwhelming sort of euphoria or like something that's just beyond your reach, something like that. And like, it's something, some big idea clicks, like an epiphany, I guess, is Mm -hmm. what they literally call it. Um, But then everything else, all the little tiny things that didn't fit together all suddenly like fit together, like the last turn of a puzzle piece. I do. Yeah. And we're going to go on a little journey through my life here. <laughs> cool. Uh, so I finished university. Congrats. I think in 2018, 2019, something like that. Post. And um, I was doing auditions for my master's. Pre- prior to that, I think af- pretty much, I think a couple months after I lost my eye, um, not in a, not in a super conscious way. I started making my own music. I was having thoughts of like right after the guy, <clears throat> a couple months after my eye, I started. I downloaded Logic, started like dabbling kind of thing. Um, I was having thoughts of like, am I as uh, committed to classical music as everyone else that I know is? Mm-hmm. Uh, I was having thoughts of like, I am. Am I willing? To put up with everyone else's interpretation of the music I love. Mm. Oh, it's a big, a big concept. Yeah, cool. I mean, classical is very much like you get to have a 
little bit of say, like you get have say when it's your solo music, but it's very much things written on the page. Embellish it as you can, but don't take it too far out, or else it's not true to the music. Right. Blah blah blah. We spoke about that. Not true, like you know, death of the artist. Blah blah blah. So you're like quite limited in where how you can show your yes, own stuff. yes, and even when you do try to inspect, in, uh, reach beyond those boundaries, um, very often people are going to try and pull you back, right, um, closer to the original intent. They want you to. Um, flourish and and do it your own way, but they don't want to go too far out because they kind of know what the listener is looking for. And that and that includes, and this is, but I mean, teachers are doing. Yeah, this. yeah, and, but that includes both sides. Say the teachers and like consumers of the music too are yes. like, you're, if you're going to listen to classical music, you're exactly, probably not looking for Beethoven's Fifth fucking exactly, remix. Exactly. <laughs> and and people like will have these um, ways. So like during a piece of music, it says piano, but you really want to play it loud. Like you really think like this should be loud kind of thing, or maybe unconsciously like you're doing a little bit louder than they would have expected during a master class like these fucking top tier fucking fluters will come in and be like hey that was really fucking loud and i didn't really like it and you're gonna be like okay you have more experience than me i'm gonna kowtow to what uh you believe because i i appreciate your perspective and i should get closer to what you think mm. um and that's good and that's bad so a couple months after I lost my eye, I started doing my own music stuff. I started having little misgivings or, or uh, second thoughts about doing classical music. But it was more or less fine. I started doing my own stuff. I was having fun uh, making like hip-hop beats or just whatever kind of came to mind. And I, I continued on my journey through classical music. I graduated. I started doing uh, master's auditions after that. Um, I more or less realized that I wasn't probably wasn't going to get into the school I wanted um, immediately. And I didn't have a, I didn't really have a lot of time um, to do like a million fucking auditions just to get in. I was kind of already under the assumption that I would probably take a year off regardless. Hmm. So I did audition to like the three top schools that I really wanted to. Um, one was Glenn Gould in Toronto. Another was um, Carnegie Mellon in Pittsburgh. And the last one was somewhere in England. I can't remember the name of the school, but it had Ian Clark in it. Um, I was in a hotel in Montreal. I think the day before my audition for uh, McGill. Okay, I did four. <laughs> oh, McGill. Uh, the day before I, I had an audition for McGill, or the night. McGill does music stuff. Uh, yeah, they have the Schulich School of Music. Oh shit! I thought yeah. they were more like a medical school. Uh, nope. Well, I mean, they have everything. It's yeah. a really good school. Oh, it's amazing. It's a really like... good school, but they had a really good program for music and a lot of really great teachers there. And it was like the one place in Quebec that was English speaking. <laughs> um, so during that night, I'm kind of just like winding down. Like I didn't practice all that day. Like just trying to like relax kind of thing not get like too worked up and just like let my body kind of recuperate from like practicing so fucking much over the last week your cheeks hurt um cheeks are it's just like revive you know like take a day off sure. the one day off isn't going to mean anything it's all the hundreds or 200 days before that that you were practicing for one day off isn't going to do that bad yeah um just like relax kind of thing so i was just kind of Chilling, I had a couple drinks, just like relaxing, watching TV, eat whatever food I want kind of thing. And I was just scrolling through, I think, Facebook or Instagram or something. And uh, an ad popped up for a school in Vancouver. Mm -hmm. uh, the Nimbus School of Recording and Media. Here's Nimbus. Um, 
And I was like, oh, that's interesting. Like, So it wasn't even part of the original plan. It was never a part of the original plan. It's just something that I happened to scroll by and I was like, oh, that's super cool. And there was literally a button that said apply now. And I was like, what, uh, what was What was really cool about it? What made that stick out more than all those other schools? It stuck out because it wasn't classical music, and it was like, oh, here is a school that I wasn't I wasn't looking for producing oh, or mixing or anything it. like that. It was just an ad popped up, and it was like, hey, what do you think? And I was like, oh, that's interesting. This is something I've been <laughs> somewhat pursuing for the past two years now. And it popped up, and it said apply, and I was like, well, I got time. <laughs> you know, I got the rest of the night, so I just like went through the application. I did it that night, sent it in, like, cool. And I was like, all right whatever so they went back i did my audition i went back home and i think like a month later um well like a couple through the next months i got denied from all my master's editions which was unfortunate i didn't feel great about it <laughs> but it was somewhat accepted what a pivot what a pivotal point because like there's the you know in an alternate universe existed where you didn't see that ad and then you got all rejected from your and then you were questioning and you're and you now at this point in this alternate universe you're like why where is where do I go with music <laughs> if it's not classical and then yeah. maybe the Nimbus ad would yeah come. well I, I, at that point I would have spent another year studying as hard as I could right um, and maybe that would worked out and maybe it wouldn't have but that's a completely different path than i will ever be on ever again the timeline that now no longer exists doesn't exist and it won't ever exist in this universe um <laughs> so yeah i got denied by all if i universe hop i'm gonna absolutely try and meet classical, <laughs> classical Tanner. Tanner. what a fucking loser yeah <laughs> <laughs> or you can meet him and say that <laughs> you made the wrong choice bro look how cool i am now <laughs> Working at Windsor, thinking about going alive. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, go on. Um, Nimbus. So yeah, like a couple through the next couple months, I got denied from all my masters, but I got accepted to this fucking producing school. Wow. So this was literally the first. So it's fucking like four years ago that you literally started thinking about producing. But yeah, like four or five, something like that. Crazy. And I was like, oh, that's. I think, I'm sure I've asked you this before, but like mm -hmm. how um, how much has your 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 flautist knowledge? It has decreased significantly. No, no, not how much has it come in? I guess this also answers oh, like come that in question. Handy? Yeah, like how much have you used it in your producing? And oh, playing? I mean, not necessarily the flute specifically, but everything you learn about music, whether it's like counting, rhythm. Um, expression, like how to teach someone how to perform, kind right. of thing. Like all of that plays into part. You think that why is that why you excelled quite a bit? Because I got to say, oh I, yeah, I excelled. I met a lot of greatly. your friends um, who were in Nimbus with you, and you just not to, <laughs> not to throw any shade on them, <laughs> but you just seem to you just have this like actually like I see them all turn to you and mm -hmm. and ask uh, you know questions. Yeah, well, and, and even that happened in school too. Like I started a leg up because most of these people are straight out of high school, right? Mm -hmm. And I was straight out of music school. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So they were all worrying about like theory and stuff like that. And I was literally just only focused on producing because that mm. stuff was a breeze already. Mm. So like nothing, no shade on them. I just, I had a leg up going into it because I was older and more experienced. Yeah. Um, but yeah, to your point where everything kind of just clicked, it was like, well, I got denied from the places I wanted to go. Right. And whether I would have gotten into them a year later or like, settled for maybe a lesser college mm -hmm. or university kind of thing i accepted to go to vancouver i wanted to get out of ontario regardless uh, um and it was just like yeah you know this, this is gonna be fun i would love 
to kind of switch gears because uh, those misgivings were getting louder and louder right. like with the classical music kind of thing <laughs> and it was like yeah this makes sense wow that's actually it's so cool because now now going back i guess in my history a little bit um i had a point where uh i remember it was so weird before i got the job at windsor i was just surfing craigslist for like too long <laughs> and uh for jobs you mean yeah yeah and I had just came out of a, I think it was a catering job, which I had, you know, bounced around a few. Uh, when I left school, I kind of had a vision and a dream that I can, uh, that like it worked out in some ways and not in others. And I ended up uh, just doing kind of odd jobs. And I remember um, there was like, I don't know, I didn't work for like three months before <laughs> Windsor. I had some savings or whatever. And I was trying to, I was trying to like regain my vision of where I wanted to go in life. Yeah. And, uh, and it wasn't happening. I actually got like really depressed at that point in my life for a bit and mm -hmm. uh, uh, my girlfriend at the time was like watching me go through this and I remember just was panicking and just feeling sad for like yeah. a long time but uh, when Windsor I just knew well, before Windsor came up I was like I just knew like when you just know things I'm like something I'm gonna get something and it's gonna be really good like r this is like when it was like a week away from getting the job I was literally running out of money uh, had no prospects and all of my dreams were basically gone and I was like I should be feeling my worst but but I, I actually just know I'm gonna get a job that's gonna be important I just knew mm -hmm. it and Windsor came yeah which eventually led me to this current moment you know in my life with yeah. with the skills like uh, speaking of everything coming together it's like it's also the skills you had you know it's like you got denied for the for the pursuit in classical but you had skills um yeah. to pursue I a different kind so of much. music yeah yeah and you mm -hmm. still like so it was like the lesson there was not classical music but just music you know you shed yeah. the classical continue with music yeah and that's really cool so it's like i shed um you know a lot from windsor and i and i took with me uh the the building knowledge and like even the creative stuff that we want to do like the earrings and whatever like the more niche mm -hmm. trinkety crafty stuff it's pretty interesting because I kind of have like a little artistic streak. I didn't realize that I had that a lot of people doing these technical jobs just straight up have zero of like, I know if we start producing these earrings and shit that a lot of these old veteran woodworkers, they're just going to be like, what the fuck? What are you doing? Like this fuck, this stuff, you, you can't make a table out of that. <laughs> I don't understand. Like the most creative thing that they've ever done is make a piece of furniture. Right. Right. And right. They're like, look at this beautiful art. And it's like, at the end of the day, it's like, yeah, it has a live edge. Cause that's how the tree fucking grew it. Like you didn't, yeah. <laughs> you didn't do shit. there's no, yeah. really no, it looks good, but not cause of you, you know, like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like you put it, you slapped it together and all that, but yeah. There's no creative vision there, right? It's like ta I've seen a table uh, before in my life, mm -hmm. <laughs> a couple actually. Yeah, <laughs> um, uh, they're everywhere. So, like putting all of those skills together, um, uh, and just letting those skills uh, dictate not who you are, but like what you produce or what you decide to do. It's so cool because um, there's a musician. Who was that musician called? Uh, they called him the Duke. He was in Big Mouth. They called him the Duke, the Ghost in the Attic. Did you, did you watch Big Mouth? I watched a little bit. I, I watched the first scene, but I don't really remember Duke that much. Ellington? Oh, oh, Duke Ellington. Oh, that's actually his name. That's a dude. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It's a yeah. fucking legend, bro. Yeah, so so they he told his story. Um, and I just heard it on that show. That's the only reason I'm referencing it. Right. But he told how when he was young and he was going through with, um, like, his, his parents were making him practice, um, 
like piano constantly and he hated it and and he was like they were like a rich richer family i believe right mm-hmm. and he was practicing it and they raised him to be very proper and you know very mannered and stuff but he just wanted to like fuck bitches and like yeah. just he liked the club scene yeah he wanted to fucking escape his his like home yeah. kind of thing like that like niche that his family had built around him he wanted to escape it yeah so he took it out and he just started playing piano in like these clubs and writing these really trashy songs yeah uh and he said he never felt more alive and more like himself there but after he did it for a while he started to miss his mom um and i think his mom found him in one of the bars saw him playing one time or whatever and gave him a bunch of shit for like writing these trashy songs right and then he had just hit this point where it all came together for him and he like reconnected with his family uh, and then he started writing really classy songs on how to fuck bitches, <laughs> um, which is basically his stick, right? Right, right? And I thought like drawing from those two voices, I thought found that so inspiring, right? It's like you found the voice that was given to you, uh, and then you found the voice, or you, you listened to the voice that was given to you, but then found your own voice, yeah, and then decided to combine them, yeah, and like just having, yeah, pulling drawing from all those parts and experiences, yeah. Well, that's like combine who you are but you should be doing that's like that's totally how a human that's how a human manifests sure i mean easier said than done right of course easier, easier thought people than, take their whole fucking lives trying to do it and or, or most never. fail yeah or never and uh i know i wasn't fucking really thinking about this as it was happening you know it's like it's really only a concept maybe i'm just <laughs> a late bloomer but it's only really a concept that's been bl- blooming recently mm-hmm. or uh, thinking about recently or more like 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 i've always thought about it but like it actually happening and, act, and like, and doing something about it, you know, it's like doing <laughs> hardest part. I was actually talking to my friend Sam about this too, because she has her own small business, uh, doing like nail art, and she's like quite good, um, and actually makes a decent living. Like, like she makes enough. She doesn't make enough for like to replace a full time job, uh, but she's taking care of you know two kids basically alone. Uh, so that's like another huge expense. If she was totally alone, she could probably be sustaining herself with what she's got right now. But the two kids kind of push it to the next level. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's really interesting because she's talking about how really the only missing piece in her repertoire is like marketing, which she kind of has zero of. And she tries her best, but she's like, oh, it's really hard to find the motivation to kind of do it sometimes and like develop this new skill that I now need to do uh, because I have all this other stuff doing specifically raising two kids on her own. Right. Um, and... Uh, uh, that next piece, that next level, uh, motivation being the problem, right? Because of all the other stuff that you got to do in life, mm-hmm. I feel like that is literally the single trickiest thing. Is the 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 just do it uh, kind of concept? Yeah, comes from like the fucking letting motivation be Shia your buff. Just fucking do yeah, it. yeah. But it's so true though. Like of course, you, that's that was the whole thing. You know, yeah. the performance art was just like just fucking do it. I love that actually, uh, but the motivation is motivation like that's that, that like it's so it's exactly that concept the motivation comes from being motivated to do it which you can only get if you do it yeah <laughs> and yeah. it's it's like such do a do it and keep doing it literally no other answer and it just feels like some stupid like i remember hearing that and being like fuck you it's not that easy <laughs> and uh it's not easy but no. it is the answer <laughs> yeah it is both so easy and the hardest thing you could ever do yeah and i think that's why it's hard because it's like no there has to be a secret thing yeah and the reality is there's not there's literally it's just doing the work and it's just failing and it's just trying and uh yeah so funny it's just so easy to watch 
a week, a month, a year, a lifetime fade away mm-hmm. or go or go by. And it's like a decision now, 10 years in the future, compounds so much to be in a different direction. Remember, there's a motivational speaker that I heard talking about a plane set to Tokyo that was off by only one degree flying from Vancouver. Uh, in that 16-hour flight, it'll be off by like 10 miles. But you know what the pilots do in the air? They adjust <laughs> when yeah. the wind hits you off course. Yeah. And that constant, that constant adjustment, battling the wind. Of course. Uh, is what's going to get you to where you want to go all that time later. Yeah. Decisions. And the when there's a storm ahead, maybe you have to go around it. Yeah, also maybe, true. Maybe, also the, maybe the adjustment isn't to go back on course, but to find a new course. Ooh, Wilson, I like that so much. So true. Or find a different place. Maybe Tokyo isn't the place you want to land. <laughs> probably maybe is. you got to make an emergency stop. Yeah, yeah. Well, Tokyo is probably the place to land when you have several passengers that have already paid for tickets to go yeah, there. Maybe, maybe it's a little, uh, maybe like the, the destination is too early for you. Ooh, yeah, that's so good. Maybe you need to refuel. Yeah. I mean, we're just speaking metaphors. Like, who the fuck cares? Like, yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's keep going. Let's add. Yeah, this is good inspirational podcast. This is great. Yeah, this is kind of solid. I love being here. Solid episode. Me too. I love life, dude. I love the fucking life. Finally, again. Thanks, Thanks for joining us. We'll see you next time. Bye. Um, so yeah, so if I can just talk, hold a mic to my face, whatever, you know, just fucking deal with it. We're fine. Especially because, like, they're, we're not redoing fucking takes on this shit. That would take so much effort. We had to redo multiple takes for a conversation. That would suck. That would fucking suck. We'd be here forever. So, sorry, my mom texted me. What did you say? <laughs> <laughs> Bitch! <Yeah. laughs> At least we have that.